Microphone check one two, microphone check one two one two. Welcome to another episode of the Perspective Podcast episode. Uh, episode number, I really don't remember off the top of my head. But uh, tonight, I have a very special guest in the house with me tonight. I have, uh, not, I wouldn't even say he's a co-worker at this point. This is more like like a good friend. This is a brother to me. This is somebody who I feel like uh, I've known Maine for a long time, but you wouldn't even believe it's under 10 months. Uh, tonight, I have my, my good friend, special guest in here with me tonight. He goes by Intellect Stewart. Oh, man, I, whenever I tell y'all, uh, this is a good dude right here, man. Good dude, good brother. Uh, soulful, man. Super, super soulful. I, I promise you would think he's from where we're from. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to just let Intellect go ahead and introduce himself. I call him G for president, but that's a story for another day. G, what's up? G, what's up with you? Man, what's good, Marty Lee? I'm glad to be here, my brother. It's been a long time, man. We nah. should have been getting this together a long time from now, bro. Hey, man, you know, everything work out how it's supposed to, man. I'm just glad we got it, got it going right yes, now. Yes, sir, you know bro. We're going to make it happen. It's going to be good. Most definitely. So, uh, quick background here. Uh, me and G, we met uh, at, our, at our office, and uh, we hit it off instantly. Um, if if y'all know me, y'all... Y'all know that I'm a serious music lover. Uh, if anything follows behind that, it's sports. Um, and then a series of other things. But, man, whenever I tell you just me and G, we hit it off like we graduated high school together, bro. And uh, this is just a real good dude. G, tell the people where you're from, man. Introduce yourself a little bit. Man, bro, I'm Houston, Texas, bro. Born and raised, man. Um, just a humble cat, bro. Just Houston, Texas, um, north side. Um, if I would say who I'm from, I don't know if a lot of people would know my man on um, this small part of town called the West End. Uh-huh. Right now, if you're from Houston, they they rebuild it. They call it Midtown, bro. So um, I don't want to put a race on it, but the white people who took over and built it up. A so, little bit of gentrification. Yes, bro. They didn't took over, man. So like, unless unless you see the street signs or the street name, bro, you wouldn't even know where you used to stay at. Like, they didn't tore that whole ground up, bro, and built it up to nice homes and everything bro so talk about this place houston texas because it's special to me for so many reasons but but for you somebody that's from here talk talk to the people about houston texas bro food i don't i'm not a big dude but food bro if you come to texas bro you know you're gonna get you some food good country food good home cooked meals good barbecue bro always a joint to eat bro yeah so houston is the spot for food it's always something to do here bro um hospitality Um, it's like none other. It's something for everybody, bro. If you're in the music, there's a spot for that. If you're in the sports, there's a spot for that. Family time, bro. So it's just a lot out there, bro. So depending on what you're into, it's something for everybody. I, I definitely second that motion if you, in case y'all didn't know Houston, Texas, where it's at. Uh, and so with Houston, Texas being what it is, like for me, I grew up on word to my older brother, like, I grew up on, like, DJ Screw, I grew up on original, yes, screwed up click, like, Zero, whenever he was little, uh, like, like, Skitty and, like, uh, ESG, Big Hog, Fat Pat, like, the whole, like, the entire camp, right? And so, at that time, I was probably, like, kindergarten, first grade, pre-K, maybe something like that, in the late 90s, for sure. So, what was it like out here, whenever it was going down, like that? Bro, like, Chopped and Screwed? Like in Houston, Texas, dog, that just like set the tone for us, bro. So if you really like hear anybody that say they from Houston or if you listen to any music that's from Houston, you're going to hear those natural tones and the yeah. chopped and screwed up, the deep voice, the slow down, <laughs> breaking it down. That's just what we native for, bro. Yeah. So it's like if you have Houston, even if you're not like a chopped and screwed artist, mm-hmm. you're going to have some type of element that in your music rather it be kind of lowered down or maybe like the beats or whatnot, like the time signatures. Yeah. So it's like... Houston got his own type of thing. You can kind of tell in the sense of the cats from Houston based on like their music or their sound. Absolutely. Or even just Texas as far as like how they talk. We yeah. got that little country swag and a little innocence, bro. Straight up. And that's the thing, some that's what I tell other people too, is like they'd be like, Oh, Drake started the whole singing rapper thing. Like, no, like if you were ever in tune with like the South and Houston, Texas, you know Houston, Texas originated that in the nineties, but 
once again, story for People another day. People love Houston, bro. I will say that all across the world, they re- reference Houston. So I will say this, Houston is trendsetters. Yeah. So, but we welcome all, bro. It's a big family around here. That's, what I, love, man. that's what I love about <laughs> this place, bro. Like, like it's it's really hard for me to come across a hater. Like, yeah. like it's all love. to really just be like, oh, like that person, a hater out here. Like, it's hard for me to really come across a person. Yes, of course, uh, you know, Snakes blend in with the best of them, but you know, it's out here. It's it's hard for me to tell, but uh, so yeah, yeah, G. So uh, first off, let's kind of get into the name a little bit. Uh, I know where Stewart comes from, but where does, of course, intellect like speak on it? Oh, Stage man. Name. So just to keep it short, bro. It's just man. I've been so through so many things in life, my man. Just really parenthood is really the main thing that kind of like set it out for me. Just changed my perspective on life. Just knowing that life is about love. It's about sacrifice. It's not about you. It's just about others building together in love. So intellect kind of comes from it means like wise in a sense. So like awakening in a sense. So it's kind of like an humbling thing. I know you can't really see it or like really hear it, but like. It's intellect and it's slashed out, so it's humbling. So I'm yeah. wise, but I'm not that wise. I got a lot of to, a growing to still do. And steward is kind of like, you know what a steward is. You look out for your brothers and sisters. You're a shepherd. So when you look at it, it's like, okay, I'm a wise shepherd in a sense, but I'm not wise. I can always grow to we kind of need each other. So it's humbling, but it's kind of like we all unified in a sense, bro, for the people to make a long story short. And that's what a lot of people need nowadays, like more. I feel like... I feel like we do better, not just as people, but uh, just as really just as a unit. Whether if it's whether if we're in the same industries, whether if it's just passing knowledge. Me and you, we talked about a website earlier before we yeah, started yeah, the session. Yeah. You know, like it's just unifying things, bringing everything, yeah, bringing everything together. Right together, because that's what it's about, bro. It ain't. I mean, don't get me wrong. You need your alone time sometimes. You know, think, get your thoughts and everything together. But when you see true things come together is when you fellowship bro mm-hmm. i think a lot of people underestimate like fellowship and how we do lean on each other at times bro. yes indeed i mean god said we need companions bro yeah. so and that's an understatement we really do companionship so, is is that word companionship is definitely that word if you if you don't know <laughs> you better ask somebody <laughs> yes sir so and jermaine well g intellect so with this, uh, with the, with your style of music, it's different. Yes, sir. You're not a rapper. You're you're a rapper, but not like hip hop, trap, street. You're not lyrical like boom bap rap. Mm-hmm. You're a Christian rapper. It's just an artist, bro. I, I don't like to put titles on it, but mm-hmm. it's just like. I'm ultimately a singer. I love music. I love vocals. Mm-hmm. If it comes out in rap form, then you know I'll let it be. So I wouldn't classify me as a rapper. But if that's what the spirit bring out, bro, I'm, I'm not gonna fight it. You know. How do you, <laughs> how do you balance? Well, first let's let's kind of back up because faith does play a, a part in the music. Yes, sir. Not that it doesn't play. It is a factor in the music. Let me rephrase that. Um. So, talk to me about faith. What led you to the strong faith that you have? Mm-hmm. what altered because it's you know a lot of people find faith through life altering events so like what happened like oh like back to like earlier in the conversation where we said like parenthood bro yeah. and I ain't gonna be like I'm not gonna even lie like a lot of times your testimony shows you know where you came from it shows your strength or whatnot yeah. so really me finding that underlying faith was through one of my darkest times in life and like I said I'm unashamed it made me a better person here but like Fatherhood, you know, um, man, I've always been that faithful type of guy, whatnot. But I'm not gonna lie, when you always envision your life, you kind of envision it in, like, how do I put it, like, in the best form way of possible. I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but like, you always think about parenthood as, you know, I'm married. You know, we've been together for a while. We got everything together, and then bam, you know, we have our kids. Mm-hmm. So, of course, in the perfect world, that's how it will work, but it don't always work like that. Right. So, you know, um, you know, I knew that I was going to become a father with me and my um, girlfriend of three years at the time. I was like 26. 
Yeah. And, you know, of course, I wasn't ready at that time. So when I found out I was going to become a father, it really kind of scared me. Like, oh, my gosh, you know, my dreams, my goals, what am I going to do? Yeah. So I really kind of got out of character and really almost, like, took the coward way out. And that's not me because, like I say, faithfulness, loyalty, family, like, those are all really dear to me. Yeah. So I got to a really dark part of my life, like, bro, like... You know, fatherhood is something you always wanted, so what's the problem? But it was just like, it didn't happen when you wanted it to happen. You know, it didn't happen in that ideal setting. So, like, bro, I kind of, again, it was crazy. I took a few days off, bro, like, really just went, drove around my man, like, just had to. And I was in my feelings, bro. I had to have a talk with God, my man, and I was just, like, teared up. Like, seriously, I'm really scared right now. Like, I don't know what to do, like... I know this kid is coming, and I mean, I'm not saying I don't want it to come, but I don't know how am I going to provide, how I'm going to be a good role model. And I wasn't never a person that was fully out there like that, but it was just like, okay, still, it's a scary setting because it's happened when you didn't really think it was going to happen. So I was like, God, look, like, I really need you to guide me because, like, if I'm lost, my kid's going to be lost, you know, so I need guidance so I can guide him. Yeah. So basically, bro, like things just kind of just started falling into place. So I was like, you know, just show me the way. I mean, because I need it not only for me, but more so important, my son. Yes, Lord. So, um, yeah, bro, just like just things start happening. I just started kind of paying attention to things more, bro. Um, at this one girl, I was working at the hospital um, at that time, MD Anderson, the cancer center. So um, me, myself, I kind of know what it's like to be in you know, on the opposite side of the hospital, actually yeah. like being a patient. So kind of not knowing, you know, if you're going to see the next day of life or whatnot. Yeah. So I had this one um, coworker, bro. Um, for some reason, she was very like vocal about her faith. She wasn't judgmental or anything like that. She was just so proud and bold about her faith. So it was crazy. Like one day, bro, um, she was listening to music and she was just like turned up dog, to the point where I was like, okay, <laughs> what are you listening to? Like, I had the thing that snatched the headphones off. What are you listening to or whatnot? Because, you know, you're really into God and faith, but I don't think none of that music make you that crumb. <laughs> so I asked her, and, bro, she was like, Christian rap. And I was like, Christian rap? I was like, do that even exist? Like, is that legal? And she was like, you lying, right, boy? Yes, it does exist. <laughs> so I was like, okay, what did it sound like or whatnot? She was like, I'm glad you asked. So, um... She was like, you know, no pressure, but it's a lot. You know, it's a lot to handle. It sounds the same, but it kind of has some more substance behind you. It kind of challenges you in a sense. So I was like, okay. So she did this. She was like, um, she was like, I'm gonna just throw out a few artists. I'll just scroll through some pictures, just point out one that looks like they may spark your interest. So um, she pretty much gave me those li- the list of people or whatnot. So I pointed one out. And it was a cat by the name of Andy Minio. Shout out to Minio. So, um, but bro, I listened to it and, and it changed my life, bro. Like, I kid you not. And um, from that point of time, it just really changed my perspective on life. Like, dang, like, we've always kind of lived in a world where you thought that faith and fun or faith and freedom don't kind of go hand in hand. Yep. And it kind of showed me like, okay, maybe... This does have some type of coolness behind this God thing. So it's kind of sad to say always being a believer, but those are kind of the trials and tribulations we go through in the world. Like, is your faith something you can be vocal about, you know? Yeah. But um, Christian rap, bro, like I kid you not, because I'm a huge music head. So Christian rap really just kind of did everything my parents was trying to do to me when we were young, when they was forcing you to go to church when you fell asleep. You know, we all did fell asleep in oh, church every before, time, bro. Yeah. Mouth open slouter, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you used to get, like, punched and punished for, like, falling asleep in the, in the church house. Yes, bro. But my granny used to give us peppermints and stuff. To stay awake or just to... Just because. Just because. <laughs> I think they used to do that for us, too, bro. That was a long time ago, but I think so, too, but... Christian rap, bro, like it's a very, in my opinion, it's a very, it's, it's a, I wouldn't call it a genre, but it's a, it's a form of art that I feel like don't get as much credit as it should, though. Do you think it's because of like the stigma that's, that, because every single piece of music has its own box, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know how they say country music, country music is depressing. They Mm say, yeah. Hip hop, well, the trap element of hip hop like mm-hmm. leads you to a life like this. 
if you're a lyrical boom bap, you're gonna be common. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Or, or like, I don't know, you might be Joe Button, I don't know. Uh you just and with Christian rap, what's how it's been painted to me the whole time, it's been like, oh, it's like this cookie cutter rap. It's mm-hmm. super yeah, easy, it's 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 gimmicky, and they just place it there. But as I understand it, Christian rap is it's a bit more and over the years definitely it's like evolved. Can you speak on like what like how Christian Christian rap or just that sound has evolved? Like conception. Yeah, over the years. And really, bro, the thing is too, like a lot of people when you hear that name Christian rap, of course it don't sound like the coolest thing you think it is, cook cookie cutter, um, corny things of that nature, but it's really not like it's really like one of the most diverse forms of music I've ever been exposed to because it's like and just really just CCM in a sense, like um, contemporary Christian music, because it's all genres, but it's more so like about the lyrics. So you yeah. you can get you some trap beats, but the lyrics going to be different. Yeah. It's going to probably challenge you. Things you always thought thought about or probably didn't have the confidence maybe to say yeah. that form of music gives you that platform to speak that. So it really does come from within, within the spirit. You may have your pop. You may have R&B. Yes, it's Christian R&B, bro. Yeah. Um, Christian <laughs> rock, rap, like Christian metal, Christian country. Yeah. Yes, bro. So it's like it's not really put in a box. It's more so about the lyrics. And, I mean, you can you can kind of feel the difference. Mm-hmm. Like my first experience, like I say, with Andy Minio, bro, it was the weirdest feeling in my life. Because, again, um, my good friend I was telling you about, um, she – I pointed out any videos, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna go check them out. So of course, bro, one day I was just riding, I was by myself, so you know, I smoked, bro. Um, and I was just like stupid high, but I was like, you know what, let me listen to this, because it was something in it after this had this girl literally about to tear the building down. <laughs> yeah. So um I listened to it, bro, and it was just like, I mean, the beats was live, everything was on point, and it was those lyrics, and it was a crazy feeling, my man. I kid you not. I was crunk. Uh-huh. But it was a different type of crunk, bro. Like, all I can remember was I was listening to the music and I was hyped and I bust out in tears, bro. So it yeah. was, if you was on the side of the car watching me, you would have been like, this boy has owned something. Yeah. Because I was crunk, crying, and just yelling, it's true, it's true. Like, no gas, but it was just like, it was refreshing in a sense. I, and I can't say if it was the Holy Spirit or not, but it was just like, it was a different type of feeling. Like, how are you crunk and crying at the same time? It don't really add up. And like I say, and from that point, I was just kind of like, dang, God, like, have I really kind of been this lost and naive my whole life? Like, so it really just kind of stirred me up, bro. And it was just like, from that point, I kind of took like six months away from society. I was like in my solitude, you know, assisting with raising my son or whatnot. Yeah. But I just took a step back from society and just really kind of reevaluated, reevaluated. That's that country that's talking. <laughs> but reevaluating, bro. And um like I say, just studying the music, studying the components of it or whatnot. It was just like I call it like audio ministries, bro. It's like it's a dope form. Like you don't feel like a person's preaching to you or anything. You really just feel like, bro, like I've always thought like that before, but never really could just say it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, I really think it's very creative and it just challenges you, dog. Cause like, I mean, we all not perfect, bro. You know, sometimes we all slip and cuss or whatnot, but I feel like sometimes cussing can be a filler in a sense. Shoot. If you don't have, you know, if you don't know exactly what to say, you can just throw a bleep in there, bro. And that you can, you could. Yeah, it's a, the bleak, it's, a, it's a filler or it's an exclam- exclamation mark. Yeah, bro. And it's a form of emotion. I get it. But like, um, I just feel like it, it just challenges you, bro. Like, I mean, you really can really put your words and your faith and your spirit on the canvas, bro. And like, and I think the most beautiful thing about it is it really does save souls. A lot of people who don't really go in the church house or don't feel like they welcome in a church house really the music is for everybody but those people that like they feel like their faith like how can i put it they don't feel as confident in their faith mm-hmm. give them the music a try bro i promise you it will surprise you it's the easiest thing it's yes, the easiest. like whenever whenever music hits in it whenever it attaches to somebody it's just something that you just can't get rid of like that's why music is so special to me is because like i often say it's a it's a universal language 
You know what I mean? Like, there's, with all the yelling and screaming, Waka does, Waka Waka, (laughs) and you go, he goes overseas to, like, Japan and, like, just, just the country of, like, oh, just the, the, just visit the cult, like, Asian culture. Yeah. Some of those people do not speak English, like, at all. And yet they know, uh, oh, let's do it, word for word. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, they, like, or they know love them gun sounds word for word and it's just yeah. it's just crazy and it's it's beautiful to see how it all just works out and, and music just blends people together like it's nothing like it it's really nothing like it to where uh music just blends all all different types of face mm-hmm. faces yeah skins bro. of color like it just brings everybody together and so prior to going to uh this genre of music, mm-hmm. you were in a group. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, you gonna bring it up? Uh, yes, you bro. Group. So, give give a little bit of detail on what exactly, uh, just all the details about the group you were in. All right. So a little background about that. Um, man, I was a huge R and B head. Still do love R and B, but um, man, just an old school type of man. I've been told multiple times I have a whole soul, and I've accepted it. I do, bro. But um, boys, men, new edition, music of that nature. So um, me and I've really kind of been doing music my whole life as far as singing and things of that nature, just kind of like on and off. Even in like elementary school, we used to like perform at talent shows or whatnot. Yeah. I mean, bro, just getting on stage, just performing. Again, music just brings joy. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, really like in high school, bro. Um, it's crazy. And I'll, I'll kind of keep it short, but me and one of like, my day ones, bro. Um, shout out to Aaron. But um, we grew up together, like I say, in the West End. Um, went to school for um, elementary pretty much our whole life. Then in middle school, we kind of just went to different schools. I moved away. He stayed in the same area or whatnot. So um, eventually, we randomly ended up at the same high school, bro. And um, for some reason, they would not let, let me inquire freshman year. For some reason, he was like, I, you don't need choir. But I was like, I want to be in choir. But he's like, but you don't need it. So I was like, really? So everybody was in choir. My boy Aaron was in choir. And he was really trying to get me in it. So I had to wait to sophomore year to get in choir. Yeah. So when I finally get in choir on um, sophomore year or whatnot, um, just in choir, just, you know, just learning everything, learning different um, types of music, different um, languages of music, things of that nature. So me and four other cats, we just found out, well, me, Aaron, and three other cats, we just found out we all really love music. Like, we love the boys, the men's, we love the Jodeci's, we love yeah. the new editions, things that they can, we love harmonies. So it just kind of just really just happened, bro. We just kind of got together. We all like music. Like, let's just get together and just listen to stuff and just whatever, see how it goes. So um, they kind of had a little foundation before I had got in the group or whatnot. But again, it was kind of like a seamless transition or whatnot. Yeah. So um, we went by solution. So it was basically the answer to your musical problem. <laughs> if you wanted some harmony, we had it on demand. That's but, real. But um, we went to Klein Forest High School in Houston, Texas, North Side. Um, and to make a long story short, we really kind of ruled the school. You got to think about it. Modern boys to men in school. They're yeah. not putting us on boys to men's level, but that's what they referenced us to because it was Chris Harmonies, bro. And um, and we had a nice career, bro. I kid you not. I mean, for being at that young of an age and the amount of things we did, I mean, we had, we had a lot of accomplishments. But like I said, of course, we were young. Yeah. But um, straight acapella, no fillers, no, you know, um, auto-tune, anything. Just straight acapella, Chris Solid Harmonies. Um, the biggest thing we de- did, bro, we were on 106 in Park, February 10, 2010. I'll never forget that, bro. Yeah. Um, we did a lot of traveling shows in California, New York, um, just smaller states. What's the road like? What's the road bro, like? Bro, road life is crazy, dude. Now, that's outside of studio especially time. As R- road especially life. as an R&B group. Bro, it's crazy. I will say this. It ain't nothing like home. It's a lot of fast food. It's a lot of free time when you're traveling or whatnot. But it's just like, I mean, it's different. It's like an ongoing vacation, bro. Um, But, I mean, just going to just see the different cultures and customs of, like, different parts of towns and cities and states or whatnot. I mean, it's really, like, refreshing in a sense. Um but I mean, it's feel like you're you're doing something. You actually have a mission, bro. You actually accomplished. So um, 
I mean, it's a good feeling, dog. It's different because, I mean, again, I've lived in Houston for, I ain't putting age out there, but I've lived <laughs> in Houston my whole life, bro. So just to travel to go do music is just like a blessing, bro. You know, so, I mean, it's it's an inexplainable feeling, but it's just like it's like a road trip, dog. A yeah. whole extended road trip. That's what I was about to say. So, like, even just, like, doing different shows, I imagine, like, different shows up and down the, the entire Houston, Texas. Like, yeah. You see those different cultures, like you said at the top of the show. Like it's different people. Like each side of town is different. Like mm-hmm. the the northwest is different from the northeast. Yeah, the north side is totally different from the south side. And the yes, south sir. side is different from the, from the north. Like is they all each different side of town has its own different feel, flavors, just the the entire thing. And so you you were in an R and B group. Uh, you found faith. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. The transition to the next level in music for yourself. Yes, sir. And at that, at this point in time, is it just solo? Is it just like you have a partner you rhyme with? Like, how does it, how does it go? Like, what, like, what is the writing process like for you in general? Like, bro, like, do you, how do I put it? It's writing is crazy because I never. I'm not gonna say I never knew how to write, but I never explored my writing potential. Like I say, in Solution, we were young. So just to sit around and harmonize in itself is just like almost like a dream come true. So um, like I said, in the singing group, it was more so just, you know, harmonizing in steps, bro. And um, so writing, I didn't really get into writing, like I said, until I had my son and had that crazy talk I was telling you with God. So that was literally what, uh, gosh, maybe about three years ago, three and a half years ago, I just started exploring writing. And it was more so just pouring out stuff inside of me that I normally would feel uncomfortable about. But once I laid it on the canvas, I was like, dang, this feels good. And then when you, to be honest, when I listen to my music and listen to it as if it's me, I hate it. (laughs) But then when I listen to it as if it's somebody else, I'm like, dang, this is pretty good. But I know it came from above. It came from the most high, bro. Because again, I did not know how to write. Mm-hmm. And when I had that crazy intimate talk with the Lord, bro, no gas, like it just started pouring out. And I just started writing songs daily, bro. Writing a full song in 10 minutes. And I'm just like, I know God be laughing at me because I get extra excited when stuff like that happens. I'll be like, Lord, you a bad, you a bad man, you a bad boy. Like you just did all of this. I know it ain't me. Bro, they ain't giving me all that credit. Like I know it ain't because I couldn't do any of this, bro. Yes, sir. But like it's um it's refreshing, bro. And like I say, when you just come back and listen to the music, if I listen to it as if it's not me or I just read the lyrics, I'd be like, dang, it's just like some inner healing, bro. It's like some things like, okay, it'll probably feel crazy to talk to some I ain't gonna say embarrassing, but uncomfortable to talk to somebody about this, but when I hear the musical form, I'm like, dang, this is something I needed to hear. Like, this helped me. This helped me go through something. Yeah, it helped, it helped you. Go ahead. Yeah, bro. It, it helped me. So, um, honestly, I would say with my music, bro, it's for the people who feel like they have nothing left. If you're on your last leg, you feel unloved, you feel unwelcome, you feel like you want to end it today, I feel like that's what my music is for. I can relate to what it feels like, bro, to be the underdog, to be the person who... You know, nobody wanted to be around. I was I was always like the shortest person in the room, you know? So it's like always a person that wasn't easily accepted. But when I was able to, you know, find myself, bro, and just lay that out and be genuine about it and unashamed, it makes you feel like, bro, literally you can move mountains. And it's a good feeling, bro. Like, dang, I wish I would have found this so much earlier. But God work in mysterious ways, my man. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And it, it's, it's, no, it's no feeling like... Finding that inner peace, That's and real, then bro. finding that in, finding that inner peace and finding that zone. Like whenever those two spaces, like they meet mm-hmm. right there in, in the middle, it's nothing like it. It's just like that that sweet spot with like with the jump shot. Like it's it's nothing. It's no other place like that. And so with performing, performing, music, evolution, faith. Mm-hmm. Whenever you play some records back, your little ones, they respond to your music now. Uh, bro. And to be honest, it's reassuring, dog. Because I feel like, how do I put it? Kids like things that are catchy. So if it, if it ain't catchy, they ain't going to want to hear it. Thanks. But 
I don't know, that really makes me feel like, okay, there's power behind this when the little ones are singing lyrics. And I'm like, you only heard this song twice and you know the tune of it or more importantly, the words. And I'm just like, bro, how do you know this? And like, and then that's you, dad. And I'm like, you didn't see me record this. How you know this me? But like, I feel like if it's simple enough for a kid to understand it, like it's it's catchy, we'll catch on. Because I feel like as kids, like we used to like all genres. It really wasn't until we got older when we kind of really just flocked to one particular type of music. Facts. But as a kid, we would sing random tunes we were here on TV, the ice cream truck passing by, just things of that nature, bro. So. Yeah. If it's simple enough for a kid to like it a hundred, I feel like, dang, it, it almost has to be the hit. Mm-hmm. You know, because, and really, to be honest, that usually be not little, little kids, but the youth is usually your more supportive audience anyways, you know? Yeah, every time, because <clears throat> what, I, what I find now, like, now in the the lane of just music that, lanes of music that I listen to, it's hard for me to even, like, catch, like, new artists and things like that, because it's... Yeah, yeah. The music, one, today, music is so much easier to make. Well, put out. I'll say that because it's, it's different. It's like um, the quality of music in the mid-2000s. I won't even go back to the 90s because we know what the 90s hip-hop is, right? right? So, like, the mid-2000s, it's it has its sound. You can go crunk era. You can go snap era. You can go the transition in the ringtone music. You can go uh, <laughs> to, the, to the trap era. like, And then it just kind of goes up and up and up, right? Yes, and so with just music memories, right? What are some of your earliest music memories? Like did you like grow up like you was in church with like music? Like did you piano, choir in church? Was it or just like musical performances like at school? Mm. So a little bit of everything, bro. Musical performances in school for sure. For sure. And to be honest, like I say, it's easy to flock to music your parents listen to. Mm-hmm. So like I say, again, it was a lot of boys to men, new edition. My parents um, just loved singing. My dad was a rapper, but he loved his R&B too, bro. He's classy. <laughs> but um, just hearing like those type of um, like 90s hits, 80s hits, things of that nature or whatnot, just constantly hearing your parents play them, like you have no choice but to sing along. That's what you used to hear, but it was classic good music, bro. Yes. So just a lot of things, like I say, um, listen to what my parents listened to, um, performing I was in school. Um, like I said, I was a huge Usher fan. Um, like I said, you already know everybody's Usher, Tyrese, Genuine, things of that nature, Joe to see, but I was a huge Usher fan, bro. Um, and then just taking that in school and elementary, bro, just doing those performances, thinking we sounded good, and at that age, we did not sound good, yeah. dog, but it was just like, you on stage, you're doing something, something you love, you know, everybody hyping you up, gassing you up, it's just like, I'm gonna do it. And then with, with music today, like how your process goes, because I mean, I, I don't want you to give away your entire process, not like step one through whatever, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not asking you to give that up, but like the process, whenever you go for, whenever you sit down and like you write, because it's totally, it's like, it's what I can imagine is two totally different experiences, like writing in the phone versus writing like pen and paper mm-hmm. or like uh, you harmonize with a partner or like a studio session. So like it's it's all different. What is, what's the preferred method of, of writing for you? To be honest, bro, the best form of writing and music to me is when I hear a beat and it instantly flows out. I don't have no pen, no pad, and it just comes out. It may come out with lyrics. It may just come out come out with me like humming a tune or melody throughout the whole song. And honestly, I think when it comes out, the first take like that is golden, bro. Because you don't, it's just a feeling. It's like it was meant for this lyrics or for this tune to go to this particular beat. So that's the most reassuring. And like I say, sometimes I done wrote a whole song humming it all the way through and came back and naturally put lyrics behind it. Sometimes it happened with the lyrics and tune to it, but I really think when you initially hear the beat and you're able to just get some type of creativity and go all the way through, yeah. that's the most reassuring. Um, like I said, I didn't wrote with, with the pad next to me. Sometimes you kind of find that the hardest because, I mean, you kind of searching for the, the right words or whatnot. But um, sometimes you just you just free write, bro. You just free write what you feel and what's been on your mind, what you're going through. Um, if you have a particular person in mind, something they're going through, something that could help, you know, you just write that. 
But like, um, they say, bro, sometimes it's just like if I know somebody is going through something and I can relate to it or I feel like I may kind of have the answer, I'm all right to it. Because I feel like, again, you say it's a universal language, it's a universal love. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. And so uh, whenever Nipsey passed away earlier this year, you and me, we had a conversation about it because like you weren't, I'm not going to say like you weren't the most hip to Nipsey, but you just didn't know. And so, and at that same time, I believe you discovered like another artist that was speaking of Nipsey as well, like in a positive way. So just what are some of those, like, are there any type of bridges in between one side of rap to the other side of rap that's like starting to merge merge together? Most definitely, bro. Like the thing is, man, how do I put it? Rest in peace, husband. Yes, rest in peace, Nip. So like, to be honest, bro, um... Think about it, like J. Cole's, the Kendricks, they might not necessarily be Christian rappers, but they conscious. So they talk about stuff that's supernatural in a sense. Yeah. So I really would say the biggest difference is like with Christian rapper, rappers of the faith, they kind of take that baton and take it to a whole nother level. Because you can get a lot of spiritual references from Cole and from Kendrick, from Chance. But it's just like, I feel like these cats are probably like, I wouldn't say the men they would want to be because we all can learn from each other, but it's just like they kind of took it to another level. Like, dang, I get what you're saying, and now I'm going to just elaborate a little bit more deeper about it to really kind of challenge you, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, a lot of, like, the artists I listen to, like the Christian rappers or um, CCM artists or whatnot, they listen to those cats, but it's just like, I mean, how do I put it? It's just... It's beauty in a lot of music, bro. Yeah. I just feel like you just can't take all of that to heart and actually do and put some of those things on a pedestal what some of those artists say or whatnot. Yeah. But they, they respect the creativity of it, bro. And it's fellowship. We all want each other to do good. But as far as Nip, one of my favorite rappers, his name is KB, bro. Um, he had posted a post about Nip on one of the other cats I like a lot. One KFU, he had posted a lot about Nip. And they was just like explaining like he was a dude that even though he was raised like around gang banging and he was around like violence and things of that nature. He always believed in something greater. He always wanted more. And he always kind of wanted to get out when you kind of listen to his music. It's not like he was saying this is what he wanted to do. But when that's your only choice, I mean, what really can you do? Either be one of them or get killed. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But they was just like, this dude was an anomaly. Like he was like really, he was different, bro. And he was for the people, and he was just making a huge impact out here. And when they just kind of started just pinpointing a lot of his bright spots, like, don't don't get me wrong, I've always heard of who Nipsey was, but I never really just listened to his music. So when they was just like, you know, Nip is a real solid cat, I'm like, okay, I respect their opinion. Let me go check this cat out. And when I listened to him, I was just like, bruh, like, I was sleeping. Like, Nip is the, the dude. Whenever you go back and you listen to the music, it's all there. It's there, bro. It's, it's all there. there. Like, yes, bro. And it, from Masters of Fate to Summertimes and Cutlasses, I mean, it's all there. And not to <laughs> cut you off, like, even with Nip. Dog, Nip had a lot of spiritual references, too, bro. Yeah. But it's just like, they just kind of take it to another level. But right. we all can learn from each other in fellowship. And one thing I will say, like, about the, the Christian rappers, bro. These cats, like, they ain't always been like this. And we all growing, they wouldn't, they'll tell you they nowhere near perfect, bro. A lot of these cats are like the OG dudes who used to bang and do all of this crazy stuff, bro. And they went through their life revelation, bro. That life-changing event that made me be like, wait, I got to kind of like slow down because it's real out here. My life is real. I got a purpose behind it. Yeah. And they was like, you know what? I'm going to take that that fuel and I'm going to put it on the other end. I'm going to let people know that, okay, don't do what I used to do. Yep. There's a bigger picture behind it. So it's like, you hear a lot of artists that just, they just be talking, bro. And they ain't really about that life. They've never done True. that before. True. A lot of these cats actually have lived that life and they just want better for you. And just be like, bro, just don't go through what I go through. Let me, you know, allow you to skip one through five and get to six through 10. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's just, it's just like a big brother. It's like your brother's keeper, bro. Like shepherd, steward, as I, as I say, you know? Absolutely. But yeah, it's a it's a huge blend, bro. And then like I say, Lecrae, one of the biggest influencers in Christian hip hop. Mm-hmm. Lecrae does a lot of music with like 
I don't like saying that word worldly or secular artist, but he does a lot of music with them just to show them like, bro, like we all can, a lot of us, bro, we all have church upbringings, but then yes, when you get older, you kind of stray away, you do your own thing, you live life, you learn things on your own. But I do applaud Craig, he receives a lot of criticism for that, but he does try to mend that bridge and be like, man, we can, we can really grow, bro, bro, come hop on the track. Like, you know, challenge yourself and, pull something out of you that's going to make you uncomfortable, but it's something that's going to help you grow when it's all said and done. So Absolutely. shout out to Cray for that. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing, especially whenever you can build build those bridges and just bring bring universes together. You know what I'm saying? Because like like we said, like it needs to be more unity amongst yes, us bro. in general. More love. Dude. You know what I'm saying? More unity, more love, more peace, just more connections. That's, that's really what needs to happen. And I feel like uh, over the past few years, I'm starting to see more of that. Versus years in the past where a lot of people were just kind of like standoffish to building those bridges uh, for one another. Uh, Marty Lee, I will say this. Picture this. Who are some of the most mainstream like cats that you really, just say for example, if you had a track with J. Cole, Kendrick, just put all the greats on there. Drake, you put them all on there and they collab, you know. You see, and I'm not saying those cats in particular, but you see a lot of like in and again, I hate saying that word like the secular, the worldly hip hop. You see a lot of cats beefing. You see yeah. this songs, things of that nature. You don't see this over here. Like True. everybody's on the same team. So as I was stating earlier, what if like your top five or ten rappers didn't beef and they was all on one track together and produced a hit? Yeah. This is what you get over here. So you get those collabs that you always wanted. Like, man, why homie over here beefing? Why they just can't, you know, get it? you know, be together, you see this over here. And when you get to get over those differences, bro, and real fellowship, that's real power, bro. And that's, and you know what? That's a beautiful point you just made there because it's to the point now where, like, original hip-hop, right? Yeah. We saw Jay and Nas beef. We saw Big and Pac beef. We saw 50 versus <laughs> the entire New York City, yes, right? Yes, bro, yes. And, but now, as we're getting older and as hip-hop grows older, too, you see Jay and Nas, they're good friends. Yeah. You see good, Jay bro. and Diddy, they're good friends. It's good. Like, it's it's getting to that point. And I think that uh, hip-hop, in general, is getting to a peaceful place to the point where it's less of that mm-hmm. and where we're getting more towards... Uh, Everybody at the table. Yes, sir. Let's say let's all sit down and have a conference about X, Y, Z, and what we need to do to correct the culture in general yes, uh, across the board, and to be able to build those bridges. Because there's no reason why there shouldn't be uh, all all forms of like this this hip hop branch. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's so many Agreed, different bro. parts of. Is you got like your lyrical hip hop, you got your your Christian rap, you have your trap rap, you have your I don't know, just kind of figuring out. You have like your your real bars, like what people in Detroit like really get that, get busy with. Bay Area sounds totally different, right? Yes, sir. But you all just kind of put it together, and it's, it's imagine what can happen. Exactly, bro. That's the you, thing. you never know what can bro, happen bro. if you put put all this together, and uh, so and. You are, you just got a, you got a couple years on me, just just a couple. <laughs> but you saw the beginnings of social media with like MySpace and Facebook, yes, and whenever you, the, our age groups, we're one of the last ones that was really outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus to where the the kids and whatnot, like they just stuck in the phones all day. So whenever you saw social media happening, of course, like we still live in it. But it's kind of like real time for us. So what was your point of view or what was your perspective of social media whenever it first came out, whenever it started to become popular? <laughs> Bro, I caught on social media so late. I'm still kind of behind on it. I know I need to get back and get on it as far as like music and promoting and things of that nature. But it was a total crazy shift in the culture, bro. I will say that because, I mean, that's like. I mean, I don't know when selfies got invented or whatnot, but it just got to the point where you really could just put your personality viral, bro. You can create your page, and that's what, I ain't going to say it's what you're always about, because a lot of people, that's not really what they are, what they post, what they portray, but it was crazy. It's just like we live in that world now, bro. Um, I don't know. It just took over, and it came out of nowhere. Like, I believe... 
the first social media platform I heard about was Zanga. I don't know if you ever remember Zanga. Zanga. Yeah. And it was such like a watered down light version of what we have now. But I heard about Zanga, bro. Um, I think it evolved to MySpace. MySpace was just a little bit more updated than Zanga. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just posted you just post the pictures endlessly. Um, you could put your background music on there, your background um, graphics, things of that nature. So it kind of, I mean, I appreciate the social media platform. I think it should be like limited in a sense, but it, it is a form of expression. Yeah. So I think it, it has a great importance. It, it, I mean, you can connect and network with people, which is very important, which you didn't have back in the day. Absolutely. But um, it just came out of nowhere, bro. I I just can't say when I just found out about Zanga or like fake um MySpace. It just kind of fell out the sky, right? It just fell out the sky, and then it's just yeah. like it's here to stay. I don't see it going nowhere. And it's and that's crazy how how it is because like. Oh boy! <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, bro, we, we live in that age of technology, bro. Yeah, like, and I don't know, like our children gonna have to really see it, you know, because by that, by the by the time, like I think social media really goes away, because so much stuff happens in real time. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like a lot of people get their news from Facebook, Twitter. A lot of a lot of us, like in our bracket, we don't watch MSNBC, CNN. Yeah, oh, we don't. We like, don't watch the newspaper. Part. Exactly. <laughs> like, what is the newspaper? Like, we probably couldn't even tell you two papers in local time. The times. You know what I mean? Dude. So I don't know. It's it's just different. I I wanted to see what, what you thought about just social media too, and uh, the back end of this conversation, it's more about you're a big Laker fan. Oh man, yes, yes, sir. I'm uh, I'm born in Houston, Texas, bro. But the Lakers, it's crazy how it happened. My daddy's a huge sports fan, bro, and I just grew up watching Shaq and Kobe, and just was, it's something about that gold, dog. It just gleams, it's it just shine. It's different, bro. And they just was they was just doing their thing, balling. So, and he was a huge Lakers fan, and by nature, I mean, I just saw him liking it, and it was good. They was talented, they was flashy, and I was just like. I like the Lakers, and I stay loyal to them. Even when they had they looked down the streak recently, I was just like, okay, they got potential, bro. Yeah. So um, and one thing I can say is like, y'all have had really good teams. Y'all haven't had y'all haven't had bad teams over the last decade. Like y'all the have potential are great. Mm-hmm. That's real though. But that late show, bro. They they own it now. I will say that much. Just and, throw it out there. And this puts me in a really bad place because <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a huge LeBron James fan, and I have sworn to the society that I can't cheer for the Lakers, right? But since LeBron is my guy, I'm in a tough spot. Like, How you think I feel? I was a Kobe fan. I had I was riding with Kobe, bro. So when LeBron came, my first thought was, "What does Kobe think?" Yeah. So, but you know, I saw they recently just dapped it up. Oh, and I forgot who they court. was playing, but yeah, they just dapped it up. So I'm like, I think Kobe is alright with it. As I long as he do his thing, I think Kobe alright. I think so. I think. I mean, listen. Uh, I hate that LeBron is wearing purple and gold. <laughs> I, really do, I really, really do. But uh, I think that is just. It it just it, it's right. It's it's what's right for the league, like for LeBron to be in purple and gold. Like one of the top two. He's top two at this point in time. Like, oh, like man. I'm, I'm so you sorry. Gotta say that for another <laughs> <laughs> He's top two at Runs this point. King, and you know, much much love to the king. Um and so I, I I'm not gonna really too much hold you up. I mean this was this was beautiful. This was great. What I like to do at the end of uh the episodes here is I like to give my guests like the last uh, few minutes of the show just to kind of get off whatever's on their mind and just kind of speak on things. And uh, if you have any people in particular you want to shout out, show love to, or any partners in wrong, uh, family in particular, go ahead. It's all yours. All right. I appreciate it, Marty Lee, my man. So, yeah, with that being said, like I say, I'm just I'm just for the people. I mean, I just know life is not about me, bro. So, I mean, if there's anything I can do for my fellow community or whatnot, I mean, I'm down for it, bro. I'm all about growing. I'm a huge music head. If 
you're going through something, give it a listen. Um, everything is still in progress right now. Um, it'll be coming out real soon. I'm just working on myself, working on the music. But believe me, I'm itching. It's coming out. It'll be worth it. And I mean, more than anything, it, it helps myself, like, especially when I think of it as me. Yeah. But it helps myself, bro. Um, and right now, like I say, I'm just I'm just in the creative stage, um, just trying to get back in the studio and record or whatnot. And to be honest, bro, like I say, I'm an artist, but I don't necessarily want to be the man. It's all symbolic to me. Like, shoot, if you want to see a change, sometimes you just got to put yourself at the forefront. So... Uh, like I said, I love music, but if nobody ain't going to speak what I feel like is important and needs to be spoken, then I guess I got to be on stage then. So, yeah. I mean, really just looking for a team of people, bro, who just believe in the same thing, want to make an impact, um, want to start some things up for the good, bro, and don't care what people think. Because, I mean, we know at the end of the day it's right, and I mean, it's going to spark the change for the better. It's only going in that casket when it go on the ground. Oh, yes, dog. But it's just like, but life is beautiful, bro. I mean, and it's a lot of good things we can do while we're here, bro. So, I mean, you know, just have fun in the process. You live and learn, you know. Um, you're going to go through your troubles, but it's temporary, my man. But we can learn a lot from each other, bro. Absolutely. I and um, like I said, I'm going to throw my social media out there. Um, it's still in the works. It don't have too much on it, but it is coming soon. Like, I promise I'm challenging myself to do it not only for me, but for the others. So um, you can catch me on IG at intellect underscore steward. So that's I-N-T-E-L-L-E-C-T underscore steward. That's T-E-W-A-R-T. And things, good things are here to come. And again, my man, Marty Lee, I'm under you having me here, bro. Oh, man, it was it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure having you in the house tonight, man. Go ahead and, and go ahead and get this done and just go ahead and get it, get it off because, uh, like I say, this here is going to put... Other people, it's going to put a new set of eyes on you. It's going to put a new set of ears towards what you produce as well going forward. And this is something that I, I don't, I don't sit down and I don't, I don't do this with everybody. Like, I appreciate like, it. I know. It's, it's got to be genuine people, genuinely from the heart. And like, that's why I was like, yo, come through. We got to go ahead and knock a lot. It's the first podcast, bro. So I know it was some shaky moments, but I'm grateful, bro. It's it's only up from here, my man. Absolutely. Next time whenever you come back to the spot, we're gonna have like a camera or something like that. We're gonna be able to, you know, uh let the people put a face to the voice. You so know what I'm saying? So uh, that's what we're gonna do next time moving forward. But intellect G for prayers. It's my man's <laughs> right here, y'all. Y'all make sure y'all follow him on Instagram. It was a pleasure having you tonight, man. And I wanna thank you for sharing your perspective just so, on everything and uh we're gonna keep this thing moving, man. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tapping in tonight, uh, tuning in tonight, today, this morning, whenever you're listening. Uh, share it with a friend. Share it with a cousin. The holidays are coming up, so y'all share it. Uh, and y'all, be easy. Uh, subscribe, all that good stuff. You can follow me on Instagram at Marty Lee. Uh, the hat store is open, finessingsince93.com. We got hats, we got beanies, we got... Bucket hats. I don't know. Y'all might see some clothes in a minute. Check that out. Um, and until then, like, subscribe, rate, listen to this on Apple, listen to it on Spotify, coming to YouTube soon. And until then, y'all, peace.